Oh, hi, everybody. My name is Matt Storrs. Welcome to Matt's Planning. Today, we have an amazing expert that's going to talk about something that they're very passionate about. Expert, please introduce yourself and tell us what you're an expert in. Thanks for having me, Matt. My name is James Mack, and I am an expert in rodeo. I was a bull rider uh, and a team, rope, team roper and calf roper for about 16 years. That's fascinating. My understanding of rodeo is that it is kind of an ancient sport that has its roots in the horse rearing of Spain. And um, it, well, not Spain, Mexico. Oh, Mexico, sure. Spain, Mexico, uh, what have you. But basically, there's kind of a history of dressage. And a lot of the horses that couldn't make it as dressage horses, kind of like those, you know, jumping over the hurdles and stuff like that, kind of there's a main line between that dressage to rodeo pipeline, if that makes sense. And when those horses come in, they were like, we need to do something with these horses. So we may as well, you know, get an event around it as much as we possibly can. And so they started adding like, what other livestock do we have? You know, what other things can we do to give the horses, give these animals something to do, give the people that have had this history of I'm hesitant to say failure as dressage artists, something to do. And that also takes me to the, the, the rodeo clowns, uh, which this is probably pretty spot on, but you know, like Rodeo Drive in California, my understanding is that that was actually founded from their, the dressage, like initial creators of, of rodeos. And the rodeo clowns actually developed the first clothing that was sold on Rodeo Drive. So for a period in the 1940s and 50s, there was a very clear phrase in California and Los Angeles where this recently used clown clothing from all of these rodeos from across the country were being used and being sold to the people of Los Angeles. Unfortunately, it didn't catch on, you know, the big shoes, not as prevalent these days, unfortunately, but. Well, I, could, I guess that's depending on what time period, because I could see like rich, rich white people buying, you know, all kinds of stuff that doesn't make sense to the regular person. Exactly. That's ultimately the most important thing that they learn from that. It's like, okay, well, maybe we don't sell clown clothing, but, you know, we can really expand what our capabilities are as clothing designers. Uh, so that is my basic understanding of it. Other than that, my understanding of how it is competed in today is that there's a lot of rope. Hold on. Yeah. There's a lot of rope. There are a lot of people that in, enjoy going. My understanding is that once you go one time, it kind of changes you forever. Uh, you will no longer be able to say that you've never been to a rodeo. In yeah. all circumstances, you can say, this is not my first rodeo regardless. And I you know, personally think that everybody should go to at least one so that they have that phrase in their back pocket. You know, and as somebody that has personally been to several rodeos, I, I, I respect it as honestly an art form. I, I think that, you know, a lot of people, 
you know, they focus on like the violence as it is kind of perpetuated in our society, but it's like, hey, this is really good. This isn't just something for drunk people in a bar to mimic because they decided to buy a bowl to get people to come in. Yeah. You know, this is, this is something where people are really putting their time and effort into it. Yeah. How do you feel about that? How correct would you say that my analysis was there? A couple of things I, um, that I would kind of change is the, uh, the the horses that you use for dressage. I had a sister that did that. It's completely different breeds of, of horses. So that's a little off. Also, the uh, just a little bit on the origins of rodeo is essentially it started um, nowadays, like if you're in Brooklyn, they'd call it a, you know toxic masculinity, but it was uh, basically something for the cowboys to do during their downtime um to kind of be like hey who's better at the things that we do on a daily basis being a ranch hand or or a cowboy you know however whatever word you want to use for that um that's kind of where rodeo started you know it's it's like most things it it was a guy you know really uh, uh toxic you know really uh you know, bored guys with a bunch of testosterone sitting around saying, hey, how can I prove I'm better than you? So, um, so yeah, dressage, just to kind of clarify, usually uses um, more uh, uh, thoroughbred horses, um, you know, like Tennessee walkers or, uh, you know, like I said, thoroughbreds, uh, Arabic horses, Arabian horses, things like that just because they're uh, a little bit prettier than, uh, as uh, my sister used to say, than uh, paints and quarter horses, which are usually the breed that are are used in uh, rodeo. Not only that, but uh, quarter horses and paint horses are very much a North American breed. Um, And so that's kind of why they're used in rodeo, whereas dressage started in Europe and it was more of a royal uh, demonstration. I see. Um, and that's why you have like the the fancier, the more, uh, um, for lack of a better expression, the prettier horses okay. that do that. Um, yeah, and, and a paint and a quarter horse are are essentially the uh, a little bit different, but they're pretty much come from the same family. So um, they're the ones that you would usually see a lot of the uh, Native Americans using, also because they are uh, they were over here in, in North America. Um, a, a couple things you did get right. Uh, so, okay. uh, you did say rodeo clowns there, there, uh, that is exactly what those people are called that you're referring to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I want to make sure and clarify, you do have bullfighters in there too, that some people confuse as clowns I see, um, and they're not clowns. So they are, they have a completely different point in life. So when you say you've been to a rodeo, like, obviously you have like the, comedic act that's out there that's telling the jokes and stuff like that that is your rodeo clown Mm -hmm. Um, your bullfighter on the other hand not necessarily just for bulls but in in general they are the ones that may look like clowns but they're not wearing the big shoes they're wearing running shoes Uh, they are probably the toughest people I've ever met in my life because they're willing to walk out there to a ton and a half sometimes two-ton bull and get in the way uh, uh, and distract that bull away from the cowboy so that way the cowboy can get away or, you know, at least uh, get the bull away from them so that way they don't get hurt or get hurt even worse. I see. 
there's a, there's a lovely little saying in rodeo is it's not if or it's not if you're going to get hurt it's when and how bad so um okay just to describe some of the uh injuries i personally had mm-hmm. during rodeo um i've broken a wrist i've had a level three concussion um i've broken my jaw some of the other injuries I've seen, I've fortunately seen somebody fall under the uh, the bull mm. inside of the chute, which if you've been to a rodeo, the chute is the little square area that the bull sets in while they're the cowboys getting on top of them. And mm. uh, they couldn't get the gate open. And that was on national TV. Tough Heaterman uh, got, um, as we lovingly call it, mud stomped by the meanest bull ever. And that, like it just kept stepping on him and stepping on him and messed him up pretty good. He was lucky he didn't die that day. Yeah, my goodness. But yeah, just to explain some of the different events. So a lot of people, when they hear rodeo, they usually think just the bulls um, because that gets the most TV because like anything else, you know, that is the most exciting for most people. Um, Bull riding is the only event that is not part of a daily work for um, cowboys or cowgirls. Mm-hmm. Um, that is literally just, okay, let's see if you have enough, uh, backbone and balls to get on this huge animal that, you know, can hurt you. And can you hang on for eight seconds? And like, it's always eight seconds. Uh, eight seconds is always the, the role for any of the riding events, such as whether you're talking about, um, bareback riding, mm-hmm. uh, saddle bronc riding or bull riding. Okay. So eight, eight seconds is where they've kind of come up with, hey, um, you know, here's what you need to be able to stay on for. I've, I've tried to look that up numerous times, and I've even asked judges, uh, like, where the eight seconds came from. And they're like, we don't know, but we think that's long enough. Okay. And yeah, I, kind of just something that got grandfathered in to some degree. Yeah, exactly. The the some of the less uh I, I know you miss, mentioned violent and yes, bull riding is very violent. Uh, like I said, essentially you're strapping yourself to a, a a ton and a half to two ton animal that really doesn't like you to begin with and doesn't want you on there. And one of the things that people don't quite understand is these are not just wild bulls that are pulled out like a lot of the bulls when you get to the professional level whether it's the uh professional rodeo cowboy association prca as it's normally called or whether you're talking about professional bull riders canadian bull riders association when you get to that level those bulls are bred for that Mm -hmm. and they they get trained like any other athlete like they go the bulls go through training so the bulls go through training to basically buck people as effectively as possible yeah um that's wild and and in different ways so that's one of the other things is every bull just like a you know it's almost like you know any other sport so like for instance if a batter's facing a pitcher there a pitcher is going to throw different types of of pitches you know it could be a fastball could be a curveball they could have a knuckle well, bulls do the same thing. They can roll on you, which means like literally they're they're leaning so hard to the side that, you know, when they go to turn that they whip you. Um, okay. You also have bulls that go straight down the line and they're bucking so hard it'll flip you off. Um, okay. Or, you know, they're really hard turners. Um, I, I the, the bull that I got my bad concussion on was a bull named Tilt-A-Whirl. 
and he lives up to his name. Yeah, um, I, I would imagine was was Tilt a Whirl named prior to like was that a name that they provided to it in anticipation of what they expected of him, or was it like this bull's been around for a while? We've renamed it Tilt a Whirl. No, uh, usually they just start out with a number. Okay, so, so um, that you kind of earn the name, so to speak. Yeah, so they they look at the bull, and sometimes it's based off of who their their uh, um, their heritage comes from. Okay, so who the, who their who their uh, dad is, because you know, of course, bulls are all male, mm-hmm. um, and you know, it could be based off of their dad. Like you know, Bodacious was based off of, uh, was based off of his father. Um, Bodacious was one of the the most prolific bulls. You know, almost went uh, unridden his entire career. Mm-hmm. until uh, a very infamous uh, incident. Tough Heaterman, once again, once he came back from getting stepped on, um, ended up riding Bodacious, I think, for 16 seconds straight. Oh, wow. So double yeah. double the expected time. That's 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 a great comeback story. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and that was due to two different reasons. That was due to, one, you know, getting payback for him being stepped on. Right. And two, uh, and there's a movie about it called Eight Seconds about Lane Frost, mm-hmm. um, who Tough Heaterman and Lane Frost were best friends. And unfortunately, Lane Frost is uh got um killed by a bull, got skewered. Mm-hmm. So he's the uh, part of the reason there's a lot of safety um now implemented in bull riding. So that's that is good. I was gonna be uh something I wanted to touch on. Uh but unfortunately we are running out of time. If people wanted to find out more about bull riding and rodeos in general and about you, where where could they find out that information? Um, if they want to find out about me, uh I, I am a, a stand-up comic also. Um, and they can go and find me on any social media at James Mac MAC comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, if they want to find out more about rodeo, because we, you know, all we talked about mostly was bull riding, but there's a ton of other events. There's also international levels, like you have rodeo in Germany. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go to prorodeo.com and, or you can go to, like, if you just want to know about professional bull riding, you can go to pbr.com. So fantastic. Thank you very much. I really appreciate you being on today, James. Thank you all so much for listening. My name's Matt Stores, and this has been Matt Splaining Rodeo.